All right, this is the Monday, May 10th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. It's time to kick off another week, and there's a lot to get through, so settle in, and we'll get you in and out in under 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. A lot to get to in today's pod. We're going to hit the court. We're going to hit the diamond. And then we might have a tease on a special announcement for something coming later this week because you're such loyal listeners, but we can't give you all the details just yet. So let's get down to business. The Utah Jazz tonight are laying three. Total is 226 and a half. They're in Golden State taking on the Warriors, Tyler, who have won four of five. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I have a player prop in this matchup, and we got to look at Utah's injury situation. Donovan Mitchell's still out. Mike Conley going to miss this game as well. So those are the two primary ball handlers, initiators of offense for Utah. With them off the floor, Joe Ingles now kind of becomes the point guard, and Jordan Clarkson takes on the bulk of the scoring loads. So I'm going to play over six and a half dimes from Joe Ingles. Got to lay a buck for you there, so it's a little juicy. But Ingles over the last four or five games hasn't had less than seven assists in any contest. And now with those two guys out in a pace up spot, Golden State is second in the NBA in pace this season behind only the Washington Wizards. I think Ingles should give you at least seven helpers in this matchup. Um, He can score a little bit as well, but usually Ingles likes to create for others. So look for him to get seven assists in this game. I don't love laying 140, but I just think six and a half is a little too soft for a pace up spot for a guy who's going to absorb all that playmaking from Conley and Mitchell. Yeah, smart thinking. Find the guy whose usage rate is going to be up, but that the bookmakers may not have adjusted the props properly on. I can see exactly where you're going there. I'm going to head to the East Coast. The Hawks are laying seven and a half, total of 236 and a half, hosting the Washington Wizards. Some might say that number's astronomical. Well, Bradley Beal's out for this game, and that's why I'm going to play under 236 and a half. With Beal on the court this season, the Washington offense has a rating of 114.7. That would be eighth in the NBA. So it speaks to the volumes as to what Beal can bring offensively on the court. With him off the court, the rating falls from 114 to 100.6. That is worse than the current 30th place team in the NBA, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder. A worse on-court offensive rating, or excuse me, I should say off-court offensive rating for the Wizards without Beal than the Oklahoma City Thunder this season, who are obviously the worst team or one of the worst teams in the NBA. 236 and a half seems like a lot, especially for an Atlanta team that's been off since last Thursday. So you should get a good defensive effort tonight. 22nd in pace under 236 and a half Hawks Wizards first play of the week. Game number three, which will be game number two for you, Tyler. The Blazers laying 15 total of 238 against the Houston Rockets. What do you think? I mean, I love picking on the Rockets. They're one of those teams right now, Orlando, OKC, Houston, that you just automatically bet against them or bet the other (laughs) side. 15, though, is a massive number. So the way I'll choose to attack Houston is just play the team total over 127.5 for the Portland Trailblazers. Why? Well, the, the mash unit that is Houston right now, it's easier to run through the names that will be available than the number of names that will not be available for Houston. They're a squad that is third in the NBA in pace this season, but they're 28th in defensive rating. So what do you get there? It's like the Coors field effect. They play fast. They play terrible <laughs> defense. So that boosts the offense for the other team. 
And the Portland Trailblazers offense was already one of the better offenses in the NBA, led by Dame, led by CJ. Yusuf Nurkic is back. Cantor's coming off the bench. The only guy they're really worried about not having is Carmelo Anthony. But he's now like a 15 to 18 minute uh, a game player. So I will attack the Houston Rockets by playing the team total over 127 and a half for the Blazers. One of the best offenses in the NBA versus one of the best offensive matchups in the NBA in a depleted Houston Rockets team. All right, I'm going to get loose to open the week. And if it doesn't work out, I'm not on the pod tomorrow, so I won't have to answer for this necessarily. But I'm kidding. We'll be doing it on Bet Today, 4 p.m. Eastern, on all the ESPN digital platforms, Daily Wager, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. I'm going to take the Rockets plus the points. I really am. Uh, It's not a play I love, but I am going to bet it. I already have. Portland has won seven of eight. All right. They're a game back at Dallas for the five seed, which is important because they're sitting on that six seed, which means no play in game as of now. They're one game up on the Lakers. So obviously, focus is of the utmost importance heading into each of these games. But they've got to close strong. they got to make sure they don't give up the spot. They know they can win tonight. They're laying 15. I think the back door is wide open because the final three games to the Blazers after this game, they're at Utah on Wednesday. They're at Phoenix on Thursday. They host the Nuggets on Sunday. And I think they know how important those three games are going to be. And they know they need the legs. And they also know they're 29th in defensive rating. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. So I don't see them just completely locking down Houston. I got to hold my nose on this one because it absolutely stinks. But I think Portland wants to get in. They want to get the win. And they want to get out. Style points don't matter here considering (laughs) what's on deck for them. So I'm going to play the Rockets somewhat reluctantly. Plus 15. Let's play some baseball. You are a dangerous man, Joe Fortenbaugh. (laughs) You are a dangerous, dangerous man. I do want to clarify one thing. I said the Rockets were third in pace and 28th in defensive rating. That's over the last 10 games of this Ah. season, not over the full season. It's not much better over the full season. They're seventh in pace, 27th in defensive rating. So, again, the the commentary holds up. This is a great matchup for offensive production, no matter who you're bringing into the building. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm not on the pod tomorrow, so I won't have to answer for this if this goes wildly <laughs> south for me at some point. Uh, let's play some baseball before we get out of here. Cincinnati is a minus 146 favorite at Pittsburgh, taking on the Pirates tonight. The total is seven and a half. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I like the Reds' first five innings run line, so they got to win the first five innings by at least a run. Got to lay 110 to cash that, and the big reason is the Reds have the better pitcher by far in Tyler Malley in this game. Uh, than the Pittsburgh Pirates do. And the Pirates offense, one that we didn't think was going to be very good this season anyways, is missing Brian Hayes, their young third baseman who can hit in the middle of the order, Colin Moran, their first baseman, and Brian Reynolds, one of their top-of-the-order hitters. So Malley, who is one of the better pitchers on kind of a diluted slate when it comes to star power on the mump, on the bump, pardon me, has an easy offensive matchup here against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, a bad offensive team that's missing three of their top bats. So I'll roll with the Reds. Hopefully they can find a run or two um, in this matchup. And I think Malley will be able to, in the first five innings, uh, keep Pittsburgh's offense at bay. All right, I got a couple tweets over the weekend about bringing back six men out because we haven't done a lot of it on Daily Wager uh, as of late. And for those who don't know what six men out is, it's the uh, staff taking bets and shots at first inning bets, right? Simply, will there be a run scored in the first inning or won't there? Yes or no. So it's a little segment we do. Not sure if we're bringing it back today, but I'm going to bring it to the podcast. I'm going to go to the Red Sox-Orioles game, and I'm going to lay the minus 120 and say yes. Yes, there will be a run scored. In the first inning, it's Perez for Boston, who's a lefty, 4-4-0 ERA this season, lifetime 4-6-9 ERA in the first inning, all right? So it's not like he's been a great starter throughout his career. Uh, 
Baltimore, not all that bad against lefties this year. 12th in Major League Baseball in home runs, 5th in weighted runs created, 11th in weighted on-base average. They're also league average about 17th in first inning scoring. So it's not a terrible matchup for the Orioles, who have been falling apart ever since that no-hitter from John Means last week. As for Baltimore, they're going to trot out righty Lopez. Jorge Lopez, I mean, the righty, is going to be pitching for the Orioles. 6-4-9 ERA this season. 5-4-9 lifetime ERA in the first inning. And you got a Boston team that crushes right-handed pitching this year. Fifth in mm-hmm. home runs, second in weighted runs created, second in weighted, or excuse me, weighted on base average, and fifth in first inning scoring. So it's a lot of numbers I'm throwing your way, but ultimately it all adds up to the same thing. Both teams break from the gate relatively well. Both teams break from the gate relatively well against this style of pitching that they're going to face tonight against two pitchers who haven't been very solid. That's why it's minus 120. Boston, Baltimore, yes, run in the first inning, minus 120. Before we leave, we teased it at the beginning. I can't give you a lot of details. I would just say this. It doesn't look like there's going to be an episode of Daily Wager on Tuesday because there's going to be a special episode of Daily Wager on Wednesday. Not at the same normal time. It might be a little later in the evening. Just file that away. We've got something cooking, and we're going to be able to make the announcement over the next two days. I wish I could give you more. I know that you think this is the ultimate tease and that you don't want me on the podcast anymore as a result. I will not be appearing if I end up missing on that Rockets bet earlier that I mentioned, but I'm just kidding around. Uh, Tyler and I might be able to allude to it more later today on bet 4 p.m. Eastern on all the ESPN digital platforms. And we're going to hopefully have the announcement on daily wager today, ESPN two at 6 p.m. So hang tight and uh, we'll let you guys know exactly what's coming down the pipe. But that is it for today. Under 10 minutes is promised. Please do us a favor. If you get the opportunity, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review all the good stuff. If you're enjoying the show, it helps us tremendously and we greatly appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow morning. We'll